Welcome to TED In Your Head, the 10-minute podcast created exclusively to help you eliminate bad habits and success-limiting fears and beliefs so that you too can win at life and business. Your host is Ted Moreno, certified hypnotherapist and high-performance coach. On this show, we tackle the trash and talk some truth to transform your mind. Let's check it out and welcome your host, Ted Moreno. Welcome, everybody, to another episode of the Ted In Your Head podcast. Thank you so much for tuning in today. My name is Ted Moreno. I'm your host. I'm a certified hypnotherapist, a success performance coach. I've been doing this for about 19 years. I'm also a senior instructor at the Hypnosis Motivation Institute in Tarzana, California. And as I like to say, I help people take out the head trash, the programming, the beliefs that no longer serve you. I help people deal with that, get rid of it, throw it out. And I help people look in the mirror at themselves and say, you know what? I can probably do more, be more. I can probably accomplish more, live more. When you start thinking that way, when you start looking at new possibilities for your life, that is the, those are the first few steps on the road to transformation. And that is what I am all about. Transforming the entire planet. Wow, that's huge. So if you think you can use some help from me, I will tell you how to get in touch with me. And just a reminder, when you're in hypnosis, you're awake, you're aware, you're fully in control and very, very relaxed. So don't let the old kind of misconceptions about hypnosis stop you from reaching out if you feel you can use some help. So that being said, let's get into today's podcast titled Embrace Your Place, Powerfully Claiming Your Existence. Now I know what you're thinking. You're thinking to yourself, what the heck does that mean? Well, I'll tell you. And I want to start with a story that goes back to when I was seven years old. So I'm seven years old. I'm sitting in church with my father. That by itself is kind of strange because I'm the oldest of eight kids. And usually when I'm in church, when I was in church, it was with my other seven siblings and my mom and dad. But on this particular occasion, it was just me and my father. Maybe he wanted some company. I don't know. But we're sitting in church. Everything is okay until my nose started to run. Now, I had some allergies as a kid, nothing serious, but I was always sniffing and sneezing. So I always carried around with me some Kleenex. So I reached into my pocket. I pulled out a little clump of Kleenex and I kind of wiped my nose, but my nose kept running. And uh, eventually that little clump of Kleenex was just kind of a snotty mess. So I, I very secretly threw that on the, on the floor of the church and immediately felt bad, felt like a sinner for desecrating the Lord's house, house with my snotty tissue, and my nose kept running. Now, if I had had a uh, long sleeve shirt, I might have wiped my nose on my, on my shirt, but I didn't. I had a short sleeve shirt. I tried wiping my nose on my bare skin, but that was really gross. It made me feel really terrible, and my wrist was getting kind of crusty, and I didn't know what to do. And what I ended up doing was kind of grabbing my nose and kind of squeezing all the snot into my hand. Sorry, but this is the truth. And then wiping the snot underneath my pant leg, which was really gross. And by now, I'm feeling really terrible and really embarrassed and very self-conscious. And my nose is continuing to run, and I'm ready to start crying. When my father looks over to me and he says, what's going on? 
I said, Dad, Dad, my nose won't keep running. It just keeps running. I don't know what to do. I don't have a Kleenex or a tissue, Dad. I'm so sorry. So my dad reaches into his back pocket, gives me his hanky, and that pretty much solved the problem. So on the ride home, my dad says, what took you so long to tell me? And I think I said something like, well, I didn't want to bother you. But the truth is that at that time, I didn't feel I was allowed to ask for what I wanted or what I needed. The church was more important. Not talking and staying still was more important. Not bothering my dad was more important than my discomfort. After all, he had eight kids. He looked like he was bothered a lot of the time. So I took a hands-off approach. And that's how I felt as a kid. Now, maybe your childhood was different, but I know I'm not the only one that felt this way. Now, I had and still have decent, hardworking parents, and I'm very grateful for them. But the messages I got as a kid from the world around me went something like this. Who do you think you are? You're not special. Don't call attention to yourself. Don't toot your own horn. Stay in your lane. Follow the rules. Don't be a bother. Don't take more than your share. You only get what you deserve. Don't rock the boat. I think if you look for the hidden meaning behind these messages, I think it comes down to two very disempowering ideas. What you think and say doesn't matter, and what you want and need doesn't matter. This is very unconscious, right? We don't think these things consciously. They're not told to us literally But it's kind of like a computer virus, except this is a mind virus, right? Kind of operating in the background. We take in these messages. We start to believe them. Programming is a good good word for it. So we grow up. We try to make our way in the world. We encounter challenges. We make mistakes because we're not very good at stuff when we're growing up, right? We fail to do what we set out to do. And then we might even start to reinforce these negative messages with our own negative self-talk. And let's face it, even as as adults, we have people reinforcing these things, right? Family members, bosses, you know, religion, you're a sinner, that kind of thing. And that starts to feed these mind viruses and they grow. So it's possible to find ourselves with the feeling that we need to apologize for who we are. I mean, we can get to the point where we feel bad about ourselves because we're not perfect. And, you know, I've had people come into my office that actually tell me, you know, Ted, sometimes I feel I need to apologize just for being alive, and that's a sad state of affairs. Some people overcompensate by being bullies or being demanding or obnoxious, and that's sad too. These are the messages many of us receive, and I know that for a fact after almost 20 years as a hypnotherapist working with thousands of clients. And there's really only one word that I like to use to describe these kind of negative messages that we receive as kids, these negative messages we receive from the world, and that word is bullshit. It is all bullshit. Speaking of a sad state of affairs, for most of my life, I believed, and pardon my language, I believed I was a fuck-up. I believed I would screw it up, whatever it was, job, relationship, life, whatever. I didn't want to get married, have kids, buy a house, or start a business. Why? So I could screw it up? So I would sabotage myself with stuff like uh, perfectionism, right? If I can't do it perfectly, I won't do it at all. 
So I didn't do a whole lot because I didn't want to take the risk. You know, that's a very, perfectionism is a very sneaky form of self-sabotage, which I struggled with a lot when I was young. So consequently, as I started to grow up and, you know, into adulthood, I was always asking myself one terrible question. What's wrong with me? Isn't that a terrible question to ask yourself? What's wrong with me? Now, as a hypnotherapist, I see things, I hear things. Some of my clients tell me that they get on social media and they say, oh, look, look what they've got. They've got a beautiful house, a beautiful car. Oh, look what they're doing. Wonderful vacation, nice restaurant. So it's easy for them to think, how come I'm not doing that? How come I don't have that? What the hell is wrong with me? Now, we're not talking about anybody listening right now, of course. I say facetiously, but you might know someone that can relate. You know, the only thing wrong with most people is that someone told them some bullshit and they believed it. Mark Twain said the trouble with most of us is that we know too much that ain't so. And that's what we do as little kids. We believe what we're told. From the time we're born until about eight or nine years old, we take in everything as absolute truth. So when people come to my hypnotherapy office because they don't feel good about themselves or they feel less than, or they're asking themselves, what's wrong with me? I tell them, hey, it's the programming. Just the programming, the mind viruses you caught from someone else. It's not your fault. It's not who you are. It's just how you're thinking and what you believe. And the good news is you can change your thinking. And you can change what you believe. And that's what I want to talk about today. How to claim our rightful place in this world by changing what we believe. And guess what? You don't need to do anything or accomplish anything or be anybody to believe that you're okay, that you're whole and complete. It's a decision that you make. Because your value and your worth doesn't have to depend on anything out there. It comes from within. And if for some reason or other, you didn't get it from the world around you or your parents didn't put that in you, then you need to create it yourself. And the first step is to realize just how much bullshit is out there. And there's a lot. It really is a type of societal hypnosis. All the socialization that tells you that you're nothing unless you have this or are doing that or are making this amount of money. It's really hard to find the truth. So let's look for the truth, shall we? And here's the interesting thing about truth. It's self-evident. We should be able to see truth for ourselves. We shouldn't have to take anybody else's word about what is true. Now, I can't speak for you, but what is evidently true for me is that I exist. I am. What that means is that I'm having an experience right now. That's really the only thing I can say for sure. I have an awareness that I'm having an experience that I call life. And this awareness is a fundamental quality of our being, by the way. It is one of those things that is true. My awareness right now in this moment is that life is pretty good. I mean, look around you. Are you listening to this on a computer, on a a cell phone? Are you driving your car listening to this, right? If you're hearing my voice now and we've never met, what are the chances of that? I don't know, but I can tell you right now, that's that's pretty cool. I feel lucky to be here in this time, in this place, 
feel lucky to have the job that I have. What did I do to deserve this? The answer is it doesn't matter because deserve's got nothing to do with it. The idea that you only get what you deserve is just more bullshit. Plenty of people have what they don't deserve and plenty of others never get what they do deserve. Wouldn't you agree? So let's remove deserve from the equation. Because here's the thing. Somehow, some way, I came into existence. I didn't ask to be born, but here I am. I was given life. And I consider that a gift. And if you can say to yourself, I exist, or I am, if that's self-evident to you, then you've been given that gift too. And as far as I know, none of us did anything to deserve it. But here we are. And look what you get as part of the deal. Eyes to see. A mouth to taste. A nose to smell. Ears to hear. A heart to feel. A brain to think. And so, just by virtue of being born, you get the sun, the moon, the stars, the sea. You get mountains, trees, rivers, lakes, flowers, clouds, rain, snow. All of the beauty of the world is yours should you choose to enjoy it. On the day you were born, you were gifted with 4,000 years of music, 3,000 years of poetry and literature, 50,000 years of art. It's yours. You inherited it. You get to love, be loved, and have your heart broken. You get to succeed and fail. You get to have challenges. And if you didn't have challenges, you would invent some. I can assure you of that, just to make things interesting. You get to be young and grow old if you're lucky. You get to dream and realize your dreams, or not. All this just for being born. That's a hell of a deal. The universe or God or whatever must love you because it has seen fit to have you here now. You know, sometime in the 90s, I'm dating myself, I know. Sometime in the 90s, I was sitting on a mountain looking out over a beautiful valley in the Catalina Mountains of Tucson, Arizona, the They call these mountains sky islands because you can drive from the desert hot and and dry and in 30 minutes be in lush pine forests. So I'm sitting there looking out over this uh, beautiful valley and a voice spoke to me. I kid you not. Might have been the voice of God or nature. Might have been something inside of me. Might have been those mushrooms I had just eaten. I'm just saying. But the voice said something really profound. Something I'd never heard before. The voice said, you're okay, Ted. There's nothing wrong with you. You're just figuring it out like everybody else. You're only human and that's okay. It's good that you're here. Don't worry. We've got your back. I never heard that before in that way. In a way that was so validating. It took me a while to completely get that, but I did. And that shift of perspective changed my life and has brought me here today to share this message with you. Have you ever seen Gone with the Wind? 1939, considered one of the greatest movies of all time. And there's a great scene in that movie. Scarlett O'Hara, our protagonist, she grew up on her family's plantation, vain, self-centered, spoiled by wealthy parents. The Civil War comes and sweeps away her wealthy lifestyle, gone with the wind. She finds herself destitute and starving. She go out to the fields 
to find something to eat, but the only thing she can pull out of the ground is a withered carrot. She tries to eat it. She gags. She chokes. She falls to the ground, miserable and crying. Awesome scene. And slowly she stands up. She raises her fist to the sky. And in a moment of desperation, but also of empowerment, she says, as God is my witness, I will never be hungry again. I will get through this somehow, some way. As God is my witness, I will never be hungry again. It's a powerful scene. Have you ever made a declaration like that? Have you ever had your back against the wall? Have you ever had your knees on the ground? And then you said to yourself, I don't care what it takes or what I have to do. I'm going to get through this. I'm going to make this happen. If you have, then you know what I'm talking about. And if you haven't, try it sometime. Because that's what we need to do, ladies and gentlemen. If anything I said resonated with you today, then what you want to do is make a powerful declaration by calling on the powers that be and saying out loud or in the silence of your mind as the universe or God is my witness, I belong here. It's good that I'm here, even if I've screwed up, even if I've made mistakes, even if I don't have that thing that other people have, even if I'm not doing that amazing thing that they're doing, even if I've done things I'm not proud of, Even if I fuck it up, I'm doing my best. It's okay that I'm here. It's good that I'm here. And I would suggest to you that this is the most powerful perspective you will ever adopt. This is the most powerful thing to believe. Reject any message you ever got from others or yourself that said you're not good enough or less than or there's something wrong with you. You are whole and complete right here, right now. You've got to believe that. You are unique and special and inherently awesome. This is your home. This is your life. Life is up, then it's down. That's life. It's hard sometimes. Sometimes it's really hard, but that doesn't mean that you suck. So refuse to apologize for being here now. Make a commitment to being unapologetically you. Embrace the fact that you're here now, and that's a good thing if for no other reason than because you say so. Believe you're here for a reason. Is that true? It doesn't matter. It's a good belief to have. It's a good place to stand. There's a quote by the famous quote maker. You might have heard of him. Their name is Anonymous. The two most important days of your life is the day you were born and the day you find out why. Stake your claim to all the joy and happiness, and wonder, and awe you can get your hands on. Be willing to receive what you didn't earn or don't deserve, but also be willing to do something to attract what you want into your life. You have a right to ask for what you want and what you need, and what you want and need is important. Life itself is a gift given to you for reasons we don't understand, and we don't have to. Here's another quote for you. We have a responsibility to love ourselves. If we don't, we're contributing to the world's problems. Marianne Williamson said that in her book, A Return to Love. So do whatever you can to liberate yourself from fear, from the bad things that have happened to you, from the things that you've screwed up. Do what you can to liberate yourself from the BS. 
Do what you can to love and care for yourself. And above all, be grateful. I hope you enjoyed my podcast today. If you think you can use my help, go to tedmoreno.com. That's my website. Click on the contact menu. I offer a free 30-minute phone consultation. We'll talk. Find out if what I do is right for you. And if you're ready, we'll set up an appointment. Check me out on social media. I'm on all the usual platforms. TedInYourHead.com is the link to go see previous episodes of my podcast. And please, like my podcast, review it, share it, give me some social media love, and I'll give that right back to you. In closing, let me leave you with a quote, again from Marianne Williamson, from her book, A Return to Love. You've probably heard this before. Many times it's attributed to Nelson Mandela, but this is Marianne Williamson. Our deepest fear is not that we are inadequate. Our deepest fear is that we are powerful beyond measure. It is our light, not our darkness that frightens us. We ask ourselves, who am I to be brilliant, gorgeous, talented, fabulous? Actually, who are you not to be? You are a child of God. Your playing small does not serve the world. There is nothing enlightened about shrinking so that other people won't feel insecure around you. We are all meant to shine as children do. We were born to make manifest the glory of God that is within us. It's not just in some of us, it's in everyone. And as we let our own light shine, we unconsciously give other people permission to do the same. As we are liberated from our own fear, our presence automatically liberates others. Thank you so much for listening. Go out and liberate yourself. And we'll talk soon. Bye. Thank you for joining us on today's episode of Ted in Your Head. If your bad habits and limiting fears and beliefs prevent you from achieving the success you want, it's time to take out the trash, talk some truth, and transform your mind. To learn more about how Ted can personally help you win at life and business, visit www.tedmoreno.com. That's www.tedmoreno.com. Thanks to Dimitri Rosti and Isaac Taylor for their help in producing this podcast. See you next time on the Ted in Your Head podcast.